0: Welcome to the no drama podcast I'm Pastor Hoffman and with me is Zach Lesher say hello Zach
1: hey everybody
0: all right it's been uh, this is now our fourth podcast and uh, where we're still here so whatever uh, whatever grasp of life we have holding on to we're just still we've got the dead man's grip on it and uh we're uh, we're looking forward to uh well actually zach's gonna help make up for my shortcomings again today because i didn't do the devotion i was gonna do so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and i think we're gonna start with romans 3 verse 19 and go to 31 i think that's right and so because yeah. if we miss zach's favorite verse well things might get ugly and nobody wants that
1: nobody wants that <laughs>
0: So, uh, why don't we, uh, we'll start here and, uh, and, uh, we'll read through this. And and I bet if I read these first two verses, you'll figure out why it's Zach's favorite verse. Uh, 319 says, now we are that, uh, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Verse 20, for by works of the law, No human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Now, why in the world would you like that verse, Zach?
1: Oh, second function, and it points us right to Jesus. So if you think that you're going to be justified by the law, Paul makes it very clear here that you are not. But let's keep reading and find out how we are, justified.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, we don't end there. No, 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 boys and girls. Um, 21, now we'll get... But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God... And are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins it was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Um, we'll get to the boasters in a second. But right here, man, we are, we're talking podcast gold. I mean, this is, for, for those of you guys out there, we decided we're not going to be mediocre. So for today, we'll be, uh, we're out here in the bush league um bush
1: league
0: yep even bush league lutherans can can see this and go oh that's gold that is podcast gold
1: that is that is the gospel on dynamite right there
0: <laughs> i love it because um uh when we were going through here i remember i remember um sitting in um uh, dr foyerhan's class in seminary and him talking about propitiation and saying you know um when, when you have, when you're, when you're propitiation, it's not only paying to a debtor, you're paying to an angry debtor, somebody who's mad that you owe him. And so for, uh, Christ to do that, to use the word propitiatio or whatever it was in Latin, and it crossed over, it's a good word because it shows that, uh, the anger of God is, is cooled towards us. And all of that was put on Christ at the cross. And so, there's a lot of hope words there
1: yeah that particular word i got wrong once and I, I thought it meant payment a long time ago until i came across this odd theologian who i was discussing with and he goes no 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 that means atonement yeah atonement so i'm like oh okay
0: yeah you're not you're not just going oh here's your 10 bucks it's quivering and shaking and fear so and saying this guy is really mad <laughs> um now here we have um this is a really interesting part here because we say you know when the righteousness of god is manifested apart from the law although the law and the prophets bear witness to it the righteousness of god through faith in jesus christ for all who believe so there's a there's a there's a strong sense of law and gospel being said here it's not we're not jettisoning the law but they are showing us that there is a difference in Uh, between when we talk about our righteousness and and where it bears not on the gospel but through faith in Jesus Christ
1: yeah um, you know like Paul just said it in verse 20 by the works of the law no human will be justified in the sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin and then uh, he goes on to say uh, that it's by faith in Christ again a Appreciation, and um that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god so all have broken the law in other words
0: right and like for example today today was the the final exam day for my first communion kids and i love it because they're so smart and we've been talking a lot about um who they are as christians and and today i just kind of throw this out there and i said hey you guys let's say and I pick one of the kids and they're all you know they're they don't drive <laughs> but I said let's say she has a flat tire and if when as soon as they all got done making fun of her for driving and stuff they said um uh if she has a flat tire what needs to happen and they're they're all smart kids saying well that tire's a problem it's got to be fixed and I said what if she just drives better <laughs> <laughs> and they're like well no that's not the problem the problem is she has a flat tire I go okay 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 then i pointed at a different kid what if he's climbing a tree and he falls out and breaks his arm uh now that his arm is broken what he needs to do is be more careful and climb that tree again right and they're like are you insane uh, and they're like no you gotta deal with the problem and i'm like yes yes
1: <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. You got of... The 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 root to sin is Christ. He is the root to uh, cure the cure for our sin. Uh, he is the one who is righteous and gives us His righteousness by faith freely as a gift.
0: Right. So those kids weren't trying to be better drivers. They're they're dealing with the problem. And for them, and I said, well, what's our problem? And they all said sin we're sinners absolutely so what do we need to do be nicer people and they're looking at me like have you been standing too close to the microwave <laughs> and <I'm> like <laughs> and they're like oh no pastor uh jesus is the only answer to sin and i was like okay all right i guess i can't trick you guys cuz they have to take a two page test today so i was just kind of messing with them and they're like no 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 they're not going to pull that one on me so They're very well. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you something. A long time ago, uh, some of those legalists got in my head, and you know, they said you could become sin free. I didn't really believe it because of my Lutheran upbringing, but you know, I still attempt it, which is weird. And you know what, you know what showed me that I couldn't, huh? My dreams. I never stopped sinning in my dreams. So you're doing nothing, you're in an unconscious state, but I would still have dreams that were sinful.
0: Oh, yeah. That's I think that was one of the one of our questions, member in the group about can you still sin in your dreams? And I'm like, I don't know, what are you doing in your dreams?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I would wake up and I'd be like, yo, that was bad, but I wasn't even conscious, you yeah. know? So, I mean, that's the depth and magnitude of our sin. It's it's corrupted the entire nature. Again, go to the book of Concord and and go Look in the the formula, the apology, the solid declaration on sin, and you'll see just how deep or tainted.
0: Right, I mean, because a dream is is basically your thoughts. It's not a magical place or something. It's your brain, and um, so here's your brain, and it's thinking about that purse, that woman next door, and and you wake up going well, it didn't really happen, well, yeah, but, you're, you know, or whatever, I'm not, I'm not picking a specific dream, I'm just saying, yes, your thoughts, words, and deeds, remember? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, and, you know, I sat with some Catholics, and they said, well, it's only a sin if you act on the thought, so some Romans uh, actually believe that, um, that, that the thoughts are not actually
0: sinful, Right, the concupiscence isn't the problem. So again,
1: what they're doing is, as we're reading the law text here, along with the gospel text, they're kind of lowering that bar of the law so they can jump over it.
0: Isn't it officially what we say here now is moving the goalpost? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> to move the goalpost—that's got to be our thing, man. Because uh, I like that. when you said that in the first podcast, man, I just that that distracted me for the rest of it. Yeah. Well,
1: I actually I actually stole that stole that from Jorge, so Jorge gets credit for moving the goalpost. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, we'll have to make sure. Okay, he's got his shout out too, because that just cracks me up. Because it's a goal. Why I moved it closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so and and you know what and i don't mean to be captain Segway here but think about um you know this doable law the first thing you're gonna by moving the goalposts you're gonna get pretty arrogant and um saint paul in verse 27 deals with that saying then what becomes of our boasting it is excluded by what kind of law by the law of works no by the law of faith, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of, the, of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Now, when you know, this is one of the standard uh, logos uh, uh, laws that Paul talks about law in the same way as Torah, the teaching. the The Torah, the law, means teaching or law, and so when he says the law of faith, faith is isn't law; it's gospel. But um, he'll say on the teaching or law of faith, and so, um, but he just he he pushes the goalpost back way up high on the stormy mountain where it's unreachable.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, we we want the law to be like Mount Everest times twenty, you know, something you're not going to climb. Yeah. Um, but we want the gospel something to be you just fall into. So yeah. Uh, well,
0: the doable law is always the old Adam's dream. Moving the goalpost. Yep. And,
1: and, and there's two ways you can move them. You can move it forward, so you're you're kicking over, or you can you get so caught up in the law, you're moving it back, and you become a legalist.
0: <laughs> Woohoo! You're just yeah, definitely. Stop moving
1: it. Just leave it there and take Jesus.
0: We got to make a meme or something with a guy like bolting on wheels onto a goalpost, you know, and call it doable law. (laughs) I wanted
1: to talk about verse
0: 20, 26, just for a
1: second. Oh, yeah. Um, It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, where it says just and justifier, you get the argument all the time uh, from atheists or, or whoever. Oh, well, your God is unjust, unloving, you know, because he lets bad things happen. Well, This text proves he doesn't. In order for God to be just, he's got to punish sin. But he punished Jesus for that sin.
0: Uh-huh. And so oh, I tell my
1: kids all the time, I'm like, hey, could God be a just God if he doesn't punish evil? they're like, no. I said, that's right. He'd be a pretty crappy God, wouldn't he?
0: They're
1: like, yeah. And I'm like, but guess what? Jesus took that punishment for you.
0: Absolutely. Um, He didn't overthrow out the law. He he kept it. And, um, And so, you know, in my days of atheism, you have to realize that atheists often have their own goalposts. And they will say, well... Your God is unjust based on, and then they'll tell you their personal subjective view on what just really is. And it normally turns out to saying by me getting what I want and never it's in terms of what I deserve because even American law isn't based on want, it's based on deserve. And so um, when um, when we look at the scriptures, God doesn't act according to what we think he should be he acts outside of us and it ends up being for our good even though at the time we don't like it
1: yeah exactly and paul will get on that in romans 8 uh, that he works all things together for our good and that doesn't mean you're going to get a supreme pizza and an ice cream cone it means that <laughs> whatever suffering you're going through god will work it out for your salvation and just hang tight he's got it under control
0: Great. Now I'm thinking about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I had lunch, though. I don't know what's up. I just like pizza. But, you know, there's the I, I really like this text and there's a lot of it. Um, by the way, I was I mentioned to you before we started that next Friday, I have a meeting with a couple of Mormon missionaries that would like to talk to me about Jesus And they came by my house and I was getting ready to leave but I said you know I want you guys to know I'd love to talk to you and um and they said well can we schedule an appointment with you and I said sure and so they put it down in their iPad calendar and I gave them my name and I I told them we would meet and talk next week and and I'm I want to I'm gonna say so tell me what is it about your 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 faith what is it tell me why should i be a mormon give me everything because the best way to discuss with mormons is let them do the talking they want to you don't want to argue you don't want to come off being a jerk let them do the talking and then you can say okay so why is that so different or what you know they'll give you the skin and the the topsoil but you you got to work start working your way down into the pay dirt with them
1: Absolutely. And and also, I would recommend if, if you're new, a new Lutheran or new to the faith or, you know, just going through the Bible the first time, you might want to avoid it. Uh, unlike Pastor Hoffman, who's had the experience to deal with this stuff, and I do a lot of apologetics, it's not wise to uh, engage in this stuff unless you uh, really are in the Word often.
0: Absolutely. And remember... Um... Also, when you're talking to somebody, and it doesn't mean just Mormons or Latter-day or um, Jehovah's Witnesses, any you're talking to somebody about the faith, we remember what James, Saint James, wrote in um, chapter three, verse nine, that the tongue, we bless the Lord with, we use to curse those who are made in His image. And He didn't say that to say you should, but just saying, you know, watch your tongue. And so, if you're going to give somebody good news, don't slap them with a two-by-four with the word gospel written on the two-by-four. Um,
1: <laughs> Here, have some gospel, man. Know,
0: One of my classmates, God bless him, man, and, and he's, uh, he's also one of your fellow Michiganders. Uh, his name was Mike Hen, and, and he said to me, he's like look at this and i said what is that he goes i call it the gospel stick (laughs) and he was like yeah these are people that are like slamming you going you know jesus loves you you loser (laughs) and oh man i don't know he he was so funny and uh you know like exactly how not to share the gospel with people
1: <laughs> that's right you could always learn something from a false teacher even if it's don't do what they're doing
0: right and so he invented the gospel stick <laughs> oh man god this guy this guy's amazing and he's he's a good pastor he's one of my favorite uh preachers uh he was one of my favorite student preachers because i just loved he he had such a nice whimsical way about him, and he was a good law and gospel preacher. But man, to sit out and hang with him, he's just one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. So you, you just gotta love him. So um there is uh let's see here. I was looking at our at our group page, um, and there's a there's a post here, and Josh Baker asks could y'all speak on sanctification from the Lutheran perspective? And uh, I'm going, well, I should hope so. No, I'm just kidding. But um, he was interested in that. I'm yeah, like, we,
1: can, we can go over that. Uh, I think he meant to say the biblical perspective, because, you know, that's what Lutheran is, uh, biblical.
0: <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely... Well, maybe he's maybe it's being reasonable to say that well, if you say from the biblical perspective, well, the Lutheran, if you say from the Lutheran and we don't quote something from the scriptures, then then that would be a problem, but the Lutheran perspective is to say well, sola scriptura being what it is and our confessions being a reflection of that then, you know, we we better stay away from, you know, reason and whatever contemporary thought is on it.
1: Sure. I think think the Reformed make a um, sacrament out of the idea of sanctification or what they believe sanctification to be. So I guess we should define what it really is.
0: Yeah. Um, And the first place I ever heard of sanctification as a Lutheran, um, was in the small catechism, which is probably where you should hear about it. Um, when we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting, amen. For um, for Luther, to teach the sanctification begins by saying, "The being set apart means that you have faith in God, and you that you trust in jesus christ and so your sanctification in this sense means to be set apart we're over here and god has brought us over into his camp and we'll say through baptism um and so first and foremost sanctification is the set apartness that we have as sinners who have been justified by christ and we have faith that this is true so for Luther, it begins with the Holy Spirit giving us faith.
1: Let me proof text that, too. Everything you just said would be 1 Corinthians 6.11. But And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were justified, and you were sanctified in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So simultaneously baptized, that's what he means by washed in the name of, mm-hmm. justified instantaneously, And then sanctified instantaneously. So sanctification has a broad and narrow sense. And uh, Pastor just touched on the um, uh, narrow sense of sanctification. And there's a proof text to go with it.
0: Sure. Um, A lot of times, and and this was kind of something, and maybe it kind of polluted me a little bit while I was at Western Baptist, but um, (laughs) undergrad, but, um, you know, a lot of the confusion, I think, on sanctification really is um a life re- that's resulted of this sanctification like a, a life that you know in our good works and and the life of a sanctified person um and a lot of times people just say well that's all sanctification is is, is the good stuff we do and if it first doesn't begin with the holy spirit and being set apart then we have kind of a weird religion
1: yeah, we we become foolish Galatians. I think that's when I, <laughs> way back when, when I started uh, getting into sanctification, uh, I started thinking, okay, well, this is not something I can do, but obviously it's something that's, uh, and, and we do not believe uh, in progressive sanctification, by nope. the way, and I'll come back to that in a second so I don't lose my train of thought but you can't sanctify yourself it's something God is doing to you so in the the broad sense I would pick the text where it says we are being conformed to the image of Christ notice who's doing the we are being it's not us huh and uh, I mean if you try to make yourself holy like like you started in the beginning uh, if you fall out of a tree and break your leg and tape a two-by-four to it, uh, you're, you're, you're not doing very well.
0: <laughs> or, or if you tell yourself, wow, I broke my leg. I better, if I'm going to get right with this broken leg, I better climb more carefully now.
1: So ways to become more sanctified. Yeah. Go to church. Hear the gospel. Receive the sacrament. Remember your baptism. Hear the words of absolution pray i pray all the time dear lord i am haughty give me humility (laughs) you know things like that these are things i cannot do on my own will but i pray god give me these things because again you know through through word and sacrament over and over um i'm being conformed to the image of christ we all are being conformed to the image of christ and he who began a good work in you will see it through to the day of completion so uh, we, we start to pray these things and, and do these things. And it's God doing it over time through his word, through the means of grace.
0: Yeah. And you you, you, hit, a good, you hit a good note on the, you said, oh, foolish Galatians. And that's, that's from Galatians 3. And Paul just flat out asks him, did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? So, you know, there's this sense of, you know, who, you know, like today, uh, we use the one year lectionary and, and the question Jesus was asking the Jews, well, who is your, who is your father? Because you say it's the Lord, but you don't trust in me. So, you know, you can't really overlook, uh, you don't want to overlook that. So,
1: um, definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Um. You know, and, and the question for a lot of American Christianity is, how do I make myself more holy? That's a horrible question. You don't. I mean, you could open your Bible. There, there. Okay, so after regeneration, you do have some free will in spiritual matters. Like, you can choose to pray. You can choose to open your Bible. But this is brought about by the Holy Spirit. So... You can open your Bible and let Jesus make you more holy.
0: Yeah, don't. Yeah, you're not. You're not priming the pump or something. Um, you know that. What a nightmare! Because again, people think it's great when they're uh, when they're really like they think they're in the driver's seat. But the truth of the matter is, when when uh, you're trying to control the narrative, meaning what Jesus does, well, going to be a lot more. <laughs> You know, it's going to be pretty, (laughs) it's, it's, you know, you don't want to, you don't, you want to stay far away from, uh, anything that puts you in the driver's seat, not saying don't pray or things like that, but we pray not for a result. We pray because God is there.
1: Yeah, that's right. He says to cast all your anxieties on to him for he cares for you. So. I'll give you an example of sanctification. Today I was talking to pastor with this before we started. Uh, I did private confession and absolution this morning after divine service. Uh, I know we have corporate divine service, but uh, there was you know, some anger weighing on me heavy. So what sanctified me? It was the Spirit pressing me in my conscience to talk to my pastor and then receive the words of Christ in the stead and by the command, I forgive you is what my pastor says i don't say that i'm not i'm not vested
0: i like that you know because once again had had god not by the holy spirit took you into his camp god is not with me he has brought me to be with him somebody who doesn't have that confidence isn't going to be seeking the good things from god
1: no, if you're not going after the promise of Christ, you will make your own sacrament of works, and you will become a foolish Galatian, and and like Pastor said, trying to perf- perfect yourself in the flesh. So Jeez, you're duct taping a two by four to that broken leg.
0: Absolutely, you gotta stay away, stay away from there. Be- Hear me now, believe me later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't move the goalpost. Do not come to you and kick
0: it. That's still my favorite. I don't know. We should have a bell ring or something every time we got one of those. That just you know oh my gosh, I love that. But Or
1: or hey, we're good friends. Don't sue me, buddy.
0: Yeah (laughs) It's in the hole It's in the hole Hey You move the hole closer. (laughs) Oh man. So that was a good question, though I'm, you know, and I'll, there's there's kind of questions that um, people bring up, and they really I've I've seen as far as sanctification jokingly on Facebook, it was called the Great Sanctification Debate, but the truth of the matter is, if you keep away from justification, then being a good neighbor shouldn't be such a dramatic issue for Lutherans. Um, if you're sitting there saying, telling somebody how much of a good person they should be, well, most Lutherans are just going to go, huh, okie And, but if you're, if you're telling them that indeed you being good and loving to your neighbor is a good thing and the, in an, you know, as Luther says, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. We should say amen to that, and and we should be able to love our neighbor without worrying about is this affecting Jesus' death on the resurrection? No, it's a different thing. Quit trying to smash. I like ice cream and steak, but don't blend them together. It'd be gross.
1: So. Yeah, maybe for you, I'm weird, uh, but great analogy, anyways. I might. Try <laughs> you like to blend. Cream. Um, that's the thing. If you approach sanctification from a law view, uh, that's how you're going to get it. It's like, it's like, uh, you need, you need more grace. So the grace leaks out of you, then you're better for your neighbor. But if you approach sanctification by like, okay, here's the law. Now I have to do it. You can't do the law. The Holy Spirit does the works of the law in you through the Word. So you have to go back to grace and start there with Jesus.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just you just can't. It's it's actually frustrating because Lutherans really, unless you're unless you're new to it, and then you know what? Then the the not Lutherans should be clearing this up is to say, first of all, let's not shy away from the word sanctification second of all let's not shy away from good works otherwise but what we should san- uh, uh, shy away from is misunderstanding the nature and the source of sanctification and good works then you have a problem other than that you can't just go good works ah run no <laughs> no your neighbor still needs those
1: exactly and, and in order to even have any power to do that, you have to have a clean conscience, which can only come from the gospel. So you know get what? the gospel in you and go leak the grace to your neighbor. I would say don't even worry about it right now. If you hold to uh, law, gospel, distinction, sound doctrine, the gospel, the commands, you know, right from the text, it, it'll the Holy Spirit will, will do the work of sanctification and, and you can delve into it later.
0: Well, you know, I think now, our, believe it or not, again, the fastest uh, Bush League podcast. Our time is up. Um, we had uh, we had a good run at it. And you know what? Your last, your closing comments there were amazing. This is a chopper! And so...
1: Hey. Uh, <laughs> That's my buddy. Hey, right, good
0: job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. Okay, so... Uh, okay, Tom, let's go the show's over so by the way thank you everybody and thank you for your questions we really appreciate josh baker with his question there and keep them coming you can of course submit them in the lutheran stuff no drama facebook group or you can send a question to lutheranstuff.nodrama at gmail.com. Any of those, and we'd be happy to answer them as we continue to discuss uh, Romans and whatever else may be on your mind. So until next time, uh, God bless your day, and we'll see you later. Thank you very